Hey, all you Trek Live crew members, this is Trek Live Dan. Just wanted to say thank you for dropping by the podcast feed. Just a friendly reminder that this podcast is recorded live first on our YouTube channel, so definitely um, stop on by to join the discussion. Without further ado, enjoy the show. And we're back for episode 149 of Trek Live, uh, guessing each other's favorite one-off ships. How you doing, Dan? Yep. Uh, doing great. A little bit of nerves with this topic, uh, but it should be a good time, so... Yeah, for sure. This is the this is sort of the wrap up of our uh, guessing each other's uh, favorite ship month. Uh, we've done hero ships, we've done recurring ships. Now we're doing one off ships. So more obscure choices, much longer yeah. shot in terms of getting each other's uh, lists uh, accurate. I think uh, I, I have very little faith that I have maybe more than one. If I'm really, really lucky, maybe I got to. We'll see. I know. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's tough. I mean, there are... This is one of those topics that I feel like when I first started thinking about it, I was kind of scrounging. I was like, wait a minute. How many are there? Like, Because there's so many... Like, Star Trek is so kind of notorious for making Million. use of old mo- <laughs> models and like getting yeah. their money's worth out of things and, and not letting things be one-offs. Um, yeah. But the more I really, you know, delved into the topic and looked at episode lists and kind of racked my brain over what's out there, there are, there are a good number. And now I have, yeah. like, I have my five that I feel pretty confident about, although it, you know, if I did this list again tomorrow, I'm sure it would shake out differently. But I have a, a little, yeah. a little honorable mention group that I was able to kind of like cobble together and um, and on top of that our lists for my guests my guests for yours and my actual lists don't have I don't think any crossover so I have 10 different things okay. written down on this piece of paper next to me for my nice. own and then your guesses and then I have some honorable mention so it was I was able to come up with a bunch of different things that were feasible uh, yeah. options so yeah, looking forward to it. Uh, but before we get into all that, as we always do, uh, where are you on your rewatch? Uh, Deep Space Nine Season 2, I think the last episode you talked about was Blood Oath, which is a classic. Yeah. Uh, Klingon episode. I, uh, I have only watched one episode. I've been bad this week, uh, which I think is the the McKee Part 1, I okay. want to say. Yeah. Um, kind of starting that, um, you know, Maquis, Badlands... Kind of Voyager. story arc with with uh kind of setting that up uh yeah like bill said um um i think there's some really good stuff in it though i like um i like that that cisco's putting a, a command decision that there's no right answer this is not this is a no-win scenario kind of uh i think and i love when we get <clears throat> things like this so it should be fun i'm excited for part two yeah, absolutely. Uh, the Maquis is definitely an interesting outing. Uh, it's it's one of those things that if you watch it the way I watch it with the chronological like series overlapping, air date order kind of thing, mm-hmm. um, you have all three shows sort of triangulating around this idea with the Maquis. You have you know the Maquis two-parter in Deep Space Nine sort of introducing the concept of the Maquis, uh, dealing with the Bajorans and the the Cardassians and you know colonies yeah. on the borders of uh, 
yeah. newly renegotiated areas of space and all that all that stuff. Uh, sort of the birth of that idea. And then at the very end of TNG, you have like preemptive strike and journey's end where you get a little bit more fleshed out there with these these border colonies that are in a lot of strife dealing with Cardassians and uh, the, the fallout of the creation of the, the Maquis. And then shortly after you get Caretaker with the intro, uh, you know, the pilot yeah. Voyager, which really Voyager, capitalizes yeah. and really makes use of that uh, story concept. So it's, it's maybe the thing in Star Trek's history that is like most um, demonstrative of like multiple shows happening at once and everybody, all three of these things all kind of pulling from the same basket and building yeah. off of each other, you know, story threads that cross series and not just like seasons within a single show. So really, uh, really an interesting point in Star Trek's history for sure. Um, yeah. I watched uh, da, da, Big Junk Season cruising. 5. I've been cruising. Yeah. Yeah. The last one, <laughs> last time we did this, uh, I had stopped at Unification Parts 1 and 2, uh, which is definitely, I think, a good thing to be fresh on right now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we have Unification Part 3 coming up on Thursday with Discovery. Um, yeah. And then this weekend, I picked up with A Matter of Time, and I stopped yesterday at Cause and Effect. So, pretty good chunk of episodes. I'm more than well, more than halfway through season five of TNG. Um, should finish yeah. that up over the holiday weekend coming up. Um, mm-hmm. Lots of great episodes. Uh, I really, really oh, yeah. like uh, uh, Cause and Effect. One of my favorite episodes of the Next Generation. It's so kind of. Uh, simple uh, in its in its concept, and it's pretty much the same act repeated four times, um, yeah. just slightly uh, modified as they slowly piece together their their dilemma. Which is kind of a fun sci-fi type oh, deal. Yeah. It's a classic yeah. Star Trek science yeah. fiction crazy concept episode. Uh, yeah, really well directed by Jonathan Frakes, giving each each iteration of this loop a little different flavor. Uh, mm-hmm. Gates McFadden's actually really good in it. I always kind of forget, if I've been away from the episode for a while, that sort of our, our key into the sort of deja vu feeling of have we done this before is seeing it through Dr. Crusher's eyes. You see her kind of each act kind of get a little closer to figuring out something's off here. Um, yeah. She's, she's pretty strong in it. We're kind of experiencing it through her. Uh, Love that one. I really love. Um, I love Conundrum, which is the episode where they get hit with the the a memory wiping probe, and for the first like, uh, chunk yeah. of the episode, no, nobody knows what their job is, and you get weird, yeah. like really weird things. Like Worf thinks he's the captain because he's got the sash, and he's like yeah. sitting in the ready room, and Picard's like sitting up at the helm. Uh, Riker's flirting with Roe, who he was just fighting with, and arguing about yeah. like, not following policy and you have this weird new character who's like a plant uh, acting as the first officer trying to push the Enterprise into like you know, getting involved in a war basically uh, just a fun yeah. like kind of uh, another kind of simple story but um, I've always really liked it uh, good, good, weird combination of episodes in this stretch. This is like definitely the yeah. TNG kind of firing on all cylinders and definitely taking full advantage of that Swiss Army knife idea that we always talk about with you know I, different kinds of episodes, lighter stuff, heavier stuff, uh, political commentary, social commentary kinds of episodes. 
just crazy science fiction episodes that don't really have much to say on that level, like cause and effect. Uh, just the whole spectrum is is on display in that in that run. Um, yeah. Yeah. So really enjoying it. Looking forward to getting into season six. And with that, getting closer to uh, getting into overlap territory with watching TNG and DS9 at the same time. So in a couple yeah. weekends, I think I'll be there. Um, yeah. A.K. Mamel shares who's in the room. Uh, she watched four uh, Discoveries Die Trying, um, which was last week's episode. Uh, yeah. The Ascent, Blazing, Blaze of Glory, two episodes from season five of DS9 and Voyager's One Small Step, which is a classic. It's a good run, Love that episode. Good run of episodes. Yeah, there. absolutely. Yeah. All good stuff. Um, <clears throat> so I think that'll do it for our rewatch recap. Uh, yep. I think we should just get right into the topic at hand. And I'm going to switch over to our handy-dandy leaderboard, or uh, our, not leaderboard, but our chart of choices, I guess, uh, that we'll fill in as we go. Um, So as we we always do, we're going to do our guesses first. We're going to see what we think of each other's uh, lists ahead of time, Uh, talk about why... Well, actually, we don't usually talk too much about, like, why we guessed until we get through the full deal. We'll do each other's guesses, mm-hmm. then we'll do our real lists, and then we'll just talk about it a kind of as a, as a whole and cover everything yeah. we've talked about. Um, and I'm sure we'll end up talking about a whole host of ships as we kind of get through the whole thing. So, yeah. <laughs> let's, uh, let's do your guesses for me first. Um, starting with five, working our way up to one. Get this over with here. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, Thanks. uh, no shame in getting them wrong uh, here. This is such a wide spectrum of possibilities, and yeah, uh, neither one of us has a whole lot of confidence in the accuracy of our guest lists. Yeah. Uh, so my number five for you <clears throat> is um, the Hive ships from Beyond. Okay. Uh, I think that's. Um, I just remember uh i i even me i kind of like the the hive idea uh, and i really thought that was cool that they brought that into beyond um okay Mm -hmm. Okay. (laughs) uh my number four guess for you uh i'm not sure if it uh is recurring or not this is kind of uh, a little bit of a gray area is the stargazer um that I mean, is, it's an interesting. There's a there's a model in the ready room. Does that count? Like I I don't know. Hey. Uh, that's my number four guess for you. Um, uh, my number three uh, is the Phoenix, um, the ship that's made out of the uh, nuclear missile silo, and then the nacelles come out. I really like that ship. The first um, time. Yeah. And I think that would be uh, something that you pick. Um. I'm going to go with the Equinox uh, for my number two for you. I know uh, you're big on the Nova class, which I think that's what that is. Um, I know there's been a lot of different Nova class names, but specifically uh, maybe the Equinox hopefully is is a one-off ship. I believe it is. Um, And then... Another Voyager pick uh, is the Krenum time ship Ooh, okay. uh, for, for your number one. So, okay. uh, no confidence in this. Um, 
A little bit of background on my picks. Uh, my uh, one-offs to me are typically one or two episodes. Um, and, and two-parters to me are just one long episode. Same with movies. That's that's one episode, but it's, it's just a longer episode. So, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, no confidence there. Um, well, yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, you definitely... I, you, Here's my thing. If I don't, I know I probably don't won't get any, but I at least named some cool ships, so we get to talk about some cool ships. For sure, that's that's so, the whole idea. Yeah. That's that's the it's yeah. just a vehicle to get us to talk about these exactly. different these different concepts. <laughs> uh, you definitely, I'll give you credit. You you got. Um, you got you did get one of them, um, but I'll be honest and say you. You mentioned quite a few that either I gave serious consideration to, and maybe a couple that I guessed for you uh, on your list. Oh, okay. So okay. There, there's we're definitely on the same wavelength as far as like what kinds of shit we're <laughs> thinking about. Um, makes me feel a little bit better. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, there's one. The, the, there's one on here that isn't on my list, but would definitely be my toughest cut. It was on my list until like right before I closed my notebook yesterday. I made like one last change and that's the yeah. thing that I took off and put into that like number six no doubt about it honorable mention clearly the last cut so I'll give you like one and a half uh, which is okay. very respectable given cool. nice uh, what we're doing here um, so real quick I'll do my guesses <laughs> for you and okay. see where we are um, I Started off with number five, one of our crossovers here. Second mention for the Krenim time ship. Okay. From Year of Hell from Voyager. Um, yep. And one of the one of the common threads here, I'll kind of reveal is I did find myself, and it's it's not just you. I, I mean, I know you're such a Voyager guy. But I, the more I thought about it, there were a lot of one-off kinds of ideas, options from Voyager uh, that I found myself kind of. I like, tried to over. stay away from Voyager, <laughs> okay, but it's right. like, uh, but somehow they made it on my list. <laughs> because yeah, you're right. There are a lot of of ships that were like hard to, yeah, yeah, hard to not keep off my list. So. Uh Number four is a total long shot and probably not anywhere close to accurate, but I went with the USS Pester, which is the medical frigate that Dr. Crusher, Captain Picard, Captain Beverly Picard, is in command of in the alternate yeah. future and all good things. I feel like I yeah. remember talking about that when we talked about all good things at some point over the years. So I took a, I took a shot mm-hmm. and threw it on there. Um, I did put on uh, the list the Nova class slash USS Equinox. Uh, okay. On your list, which I do love. Yeah. Um, number two, I put. This is a little bit of a cheat because I feel like when we were talking about this topic, you may have thrown this name out there, and I could have been. It might have been a red herring. It might have been a completely, you know, uh, meaningless uh, choice just to kind of throw something out there. But uh, I went with Spock's jellyfish. Mm, uh, yeah. Ship from okay. Star Trek 2009. Yeah. 
I'm just putting jellyfish ship, which I hope people yeah. on glance know what that is. If they know, if, if they're... They can hear they, it, they know. I think, when they see it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and for your number one, I went with... This is where I, I'm thinking I probably went off, because uh, I was thinking Voyager, was the USS Prometheus for Message in a Bottle. Uh, the uh, separating crazy yeah. concept uh, prototypical prototype uh, ship from the Alpha Quadrant <clears throat> yeah and Voyager's message in a bottle so I have th- three Federation ships uh, what's that two from three from Voyager uh, which I'm thinking is too heavy a TNG and a Kelvin timeline uh, you yeah. had for me a Kelvin timeline some TNG TNG movie and a couple of Voyager yeah. choices. So, a lot of Voyager so far, on the guesses at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, AKA Mamel says she chose for her list uh, another ship from All Good Things, which I have a feeling I know what it is, if I had to guess. Uh, I, I think it's a. Uh, <laughs> would it perhaps be a one off variation on an old ship, AKA Mamel? If it yeah. is, then that's definitely a cool choice you want to do your actual list yeah let's do it we can do it uh so my number five uh you got it right uh it's crown time ship no way uh i think that's such a cool um it's it's obviously a cool uh like sci-fi concept uh but it just looks cool too um it looks futuristic i yeah big fan absolutely um <clears throat> again this is uh just help me out if this is not technically a ship or um something like that uh let me know uh, it's a doomsday machine okay uh, I, I think Damn. i think wasn't it wasn't it like they that this this alien species built this thing in a war and then yeah. it like went yeah it's yeah that's to me is like a like an iconic like i said at the top of the show when i think of uh, you know one off you know what comes to mind first uh it's definitely the doomsday machine um my number three uh is a kelvin timeline but it is not the jellyfish fish okay uh it's nero's mining ship which um the narada the the Narada, yeah. Uh, I love that. It's big, it's menacing, it's dark, it feels uh, kind of right of the time. Uh, the cool, the drill thing coming down, I, I, th- I think that's really cool. <clears throat> For sure. Uh, uh, my number two, right? I'm on two? Yeah, two. Uh, you got it right, too. Or no, no, no. It's, it's on your guess. It's the Prometheus. Uh, such a cool... Uh, futuristics. When I think of a prototype, this this kind of comes to mind. This this kind of cool. Um, uh, I don't know. Again, sci-fi really fits the show uh, concept. Yeah. Uh, couldn't leave it off my list. Um, and my number one uh, is might surprise some people. Okay. It is from Deep Space Nine. Mm-hmm. It's the Bajoran Solar Sailor. I think that's such a cool. It's so just out of left field. Like it, it it's so um, just out of. It's not like any other ship in Star Trek. I think, and it's so cool looking. And I, I really like that ship. Um, 
So I, I that's my number one. Okay. All right. I, I does it have a name? I, I that's no. my Solar Sailor. I was what from memory, but I haven't seen that episode in like a long time. I just just remember that shit being so freaking awesome. Yeah. No, I don't think it has like an actual <clears throat> uh, formal name. Like a desert designation i don't believe yeah. so i haven't seen the episode in a while either but uh yeah I, I definitely gave it some serious thought um like it was it was 100 on my mind as yeah we'll talk about in a second here uh and i i, I agree with everything you said um, yeah <laughs> so the one i got right it looks i got two right i got two you got two right yeah i got two and i can tell you that yeah. the doomsday machine i had on your list until last night like la- at the very end last night one of the last things i changed okay. was i took the doomsday machine off and i put shamefully 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 the the pastor off uh, on like i swapped doomsday machine with pastor i for some reason i, had, I do really like i remember having that conversation i yeah. do really like that shit yeah that's what so. ends up happening with these a lot of times i find myself yeah. like racking my brain thinking about old conversations sometimes from years yeah. ago and i'm like did we talk about like yeah, all good things, and in that conversation, I feel like I remember you talking about like the the upgrade of the dataless class, sort of mm-hmm. being. Like, I feel like we had that conversation at some point. That so. might be my like seven or eight. Okay. I think okay. uh, I love. I really do. Thinking about it now, and yeah, it's. I do really like that. Yeah. All right. <laughs> uh, you got. I don't know if I already said this, but you got one of mine right. Did I already tell you that? I think yes. I did. Okay. Yeah, you told me that. All right. Yeah. Uh, but you got quite a few of my honorable mentions and, and things that were very much just in the conversation. Yeah. Um, so I'll, I'll get into mine so we have everything up on the screen and then we'll kind of just bounce around and talk about sort of everything we see. Um, yeah. And I do have a bunch of uh, honorable mentions too. Okay. I think it would be fun to talk about as well. For so. sure. Good. Uh, so my number five is. Uh, maybe the first ever mention of something that originates in lower decks in any of these topics, which is the USS Titan. What? Yeah, right. Like it's the got, Titan made the list. The Titan made the list. Nice. Absolutely. One of my favorite. Which uh, moments? It's mentioned there. in the novels, right? It is. It is. Uh, but technically, that is not canon. So, Correct. I mean, that doesn't count. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yep. So technically, See, it's a one-off. It's yeah, a one technically, off. nice, nice pick. That's cool. Right? Yeah, the Titan, um, such a cool design, uh, and I love that they 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 use that resource of the literary universe to bring that into canon. It's just just freaking awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, couldn't agree more. I think all that makes it really cool. The the, the using the the design that came from the novel verse, uh, and and not only bringing it on screen, but having it show up in like a heroic, you know, save the yeah. day kind of situation <laughs> uh, with Captain Riker in the captain's chair and uh, first officer or Counselor Troy, you know, sitting right next to him. Um, yeah, I had to I had to go with it. So my number four is another Kelvin timeline pick, but it's a unique one uh, from everything else we've talked about. We have the Narada mentioned on a list. Uh, you guessed the the Hive ships from Beyond. Right movie, wrong ship. I went with the USS Franklin. <sighs> I was gonna. I was between the Franklin and the Hive ship, and I just remember. <laughs> ah, man, dang it. Well. 
Yeah, I mean, I get a quarter point for that, maybe. Get a quarter <laughs> no, point. You're on the right. You're on the right track with, <laughs> yeah. with the movie. Yeah. Uh, I had to go with Franklin, and a lot of it actually like yeah. dovetails back to seeing the trailer for Beyond for the first time. I feel like one of the coolest, like pre-hype, uh, you know, promotional moments in anything I've ever seen in Star Trek was the shot of the Franklin in the trailer, like the first glimpse of it, because it looks so like an NX01 kind of offshoot and well. it's clearly uh, like a homage to that and almost first time you see it is like is that an NX class ship uh, and yeah. that was sort of the first indicator that Beyond was gonna be so embracing of Enterprise really and like the Star Trek continuity and stuff that they could play with with the continuity of Star Trek being in the Kelvin yeah. timeline uh, so that that was a memorable uh, first glimpse in the trailer and I love it in the movie it's uh, cool bridge cool uh, just yeah, I love the way it's used in the movie. Uh, the the launch off yeah. the the cliff is is one of my favorite scenes. Yeah, in the that's movie. so cool. Really, yeah. really a lot of really good stuff uh, surrounding the USS Franklin. Um, my number three goes all the way back to the very beginning of uh, TOS, and it is the US. It's not not the USS. It's the Fasarius, which is the mm. Baylox ship in the Corbomite maneuver. Yeah. giant spherical. Christmas light yeah. thing that shows up and dwarfs the Enterprise, and I feel like that is sort of, you know, it, it, I watch the show in air date order most of the time, which means Corbin Maneuver is like number ten. It's a little further down, but in the production line of Star Trek, it's the first episode that they produced, not the pilots. So with all the pieces in place, you know, yeah. the concept sort of settled down. They do the Corbin Maneuver, and I feel like. If, if, if that's sort of your introduction to Star Trek, seeing the Enterprise, which is this big, impressive thing that we're <laughs> living on, get completely dwarfed by this gigantic, huge thing. Uh, yeah. And it's such a different concept, such a different uh, kind of ship. Uh, I think I think that's a big moment. And one of one of the iconic images in Star Trek is that rear shot of the Enterprise with, shot, the, with yeah. the, the sphere coming in. Dang, that's a good pick. Yeah. yeah. I... Yeah. It's one of the things that popped into my mind when I was thinking about it Yeah, uh, pretty early on. So I toyed with taking it off and replacing it with some of these other deep-cut honorable mentions. But uh, I thought you were going to mention the motion picture for a little bit. Could be. Could be. Not over yet. Uh, okay. I did go. Your number two is my number. Your number one is my number two. The Bajoran Solar Sailor. I completely uh, agree with everything you said. I think it's one of the coolest ideas that they ever had. I love. Yeah. It makes perfect sense that. I, I I just totally buy that Cisco would be. So into it, like it's such a retro, such a throwback, such a different thing, such a back to basic, yeah. simple, simple, simple thing. I love the way it's used in the story uh, as a connection between. It allows for the connection between Cisco and Jake, Jake and Ben. Um, really, really strong episode, and just such a different, radical idea, a radical different yeah. idea. Uh, with, uh, you know, we, we, it's 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 one of a well, kind, you, and and it's yeah. also tied to like Bajoran history and the Cardassians. Mm -hmm. Like, there's they they do a lot with it, and I feel like they they they. Yeah build a lot of backstory to it and it's not it's not just like some graphic on a on a view screen or something like that we get to know the ship mm -hmm. a little bit we get to know what it's about yeah. what, what what the significance of it is and uh, even the, the design of the interior it's so like bulky and 
you know, rickety with, you know, literally turning screws to, 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 you know, get the sails to work right. Like, I just, everything about it is, is, is great. And it's really strong episode as well. Yeah, I think I think Sisto is 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 a character that likes kind of those classic things. Like he's big on baseball, which is I guess technically a classic thing for sure uh, in his time. But um, mm-hmm. you know, he came from uh, Utopia Planitia. He's a you know he's a dock worker. He appreciates the ships too. So I like that uh, kind of play on that as well. So and the relationship between uh, Jake and him just such a kind of a dad move to you know rent a sailboat mm-hmm. or, exactly i guess a, a solar sailor mm-hmm. uh and do something like this so right exactly <clears throat> yeah. and the one that you got just right uh is my number one uh and it is the phoenix from star trek first contact oh Being yes i first. got one you got yeah. one <laughs> <laughs> uh, had to go with the Phoenix. I think the k- kind of similarly to the Bajoran Solar Sailor, the it's it's not just the design of it. It's not just the episode that it's in or the movie that it's in. It's the it's the way that they build the history of it. The fact that it's like this nuclear warhead that was repurposed coming out of World War Three. Um, yeah. Uh, the simplicity of the design, but the it's 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 gorgeous, beautiful when it takes off when it, they launch it and then the cells come out it's a pretty iconic yeah, that's cool. uh, yeah. moment in Star Trek and it is the thing that sets the entire thing into motion it's the spark for, yeah. for all of it um, and I'm, I'm a sucker for and maybe it's kind of become apparent as we've done some of these lists I tend to like lean into like historical significant you know things that yeah. have a have a, a heavy uh hand in shaping the overall you know story of star trek if it, if it has that it's, yeah. a, it's a big uh it, 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 it definitely becomes a significant thing that yeah yeah ends up on my list the, qu- the question mark for me with the phoenix is is it technically recurring because it's in the intro in 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 enterprise i you know it's 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 one of those things that we can definitely bend the rules uh on that because technically uh it is technically a one-off i guess it's only one episode but um, it's in an intro other intros you know it's it's yeah yeah you can make a case that it's in all 98 episodes of enterprise i guess yeah (laughs) which is yeah yeah, would would make it recurring uh yeah but because it's only in the credit sequence and it's a it's just a list of a of a, yeah. of a shot from the movie it's in, uh, I, I was able to twist Just myself into, into doing it. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. But I, that's a, that's a really strong point. Um, interesting. Yeah. So you you did you did you already reveal your number six? Like your strong number six? What's your what's your? Uh, no, I didn't. Um. One of the couple, maybe six or six or seven, uh, the divorce ships. They're kind of big and yeah. like they look kind of scaly. I I, I like those. Um, the uh, the Gal is the Galileo technically just one episode? Nah. Well, the, that shuttle. If you're gonna get 
really uh, specific and say it's just that shuttle, like the Galileo, then sure, I think it's probably only seen in the Galileo 7. It is only seen in the Galileo 7 because it blows up. It, it yeah, so that's, it, that's it's, it's the same design. with the Equinox or the Nova class, right? I feel like we've seen that ship uh, I don't know other we, places. Maybe not. I don't think we have. Is it just Voyager? The only other time that we may have seen it might have been no no because it, it it's introduced pretty much after deep space Nine's done I, you know the equinox okay. premiered like right around the same time as the finale for deep space nine so i think the only time that we maybe maybe saw a, a, another nova class ship might have been in that last in those last moments of endgame like when voyager's Pulling up to Earth, if there's maybe there's like a little Nova class in that montage of ships, uh, in, that, yeah. in that a fleet, you know, escorting Voyager back home. But beyond that, and I'm not even sure that's there. I th- I, th- I have a feeling that Equinox might be the only time you see a Nova class ship. Nova class. Yeah. Huh. Okay. So I I think that's that's fair. Um, the the one the Galileo is. It's a, a technical, I guess, a, a asterisk next to it. Yeah, because yeah, you're right. The shuttle is, has been used uh, multiple times uh, in TOS. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And I guess it's it's all the way you look at it. Like you're right on the Stargazer, which you guessed for me, which I love. Uh, we only see the Stargazer the one time in the battle. Um, but that yeah. class of ship, like the 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 constellation class. Does get used yeah, a we good see bit. It. We see the yeah, Hathaway and peak performance. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's it's not totally yeah. uncommon to see that design. So it, I guess it just depends on. Are you are you talking about the class? If you're talking about the class, then that I guess that class would be like a recurring. No, no, I'm talking specific. The specific I'm talking vessel. Specific. Uh, Stargazer, which I, I tried to like that that was a point in history that 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 ship has some weight to it. That's it got does. some history behind it. Yeah. For sure, that's that's definitely true. Uh, yeah. Some some of the stuff on your list that was really really tough for me to cut. Um, the 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 Planet Killer, the Doomsday Machine was was a really really you know that that along with the Fasarius. If I was thinking TOS and I wanted to put like big iconic things from the original series, they yeah. they loomed large both of them and I ended up going with Viserys because of how early in the show it was and that iconic shot of yeah. it approaching the Enterprise yeah. um, but the yeah. Planet Killer is amazing um, and the the Krenim Time ship Anorax's ship from Year of Hell w- w- was my yes. number six that's the one that I, I cut at the very last second and I felt terrible yeah. about it and <laughs> I feel like it belongs yeah. there because I've always loved that I love that episode so much it's so a uh, formidable uh, adversary for Voyager for Janeway. It's so more, so much more powerful than than Voyager can really ever be. Oh, yeah. um, and it's it's historically significant. I mean, it's not really because it's it's been rebooted. The the reset button was hit, so nobody remembers it in in universe. But it wreaked wreaked some serious havoc for. Oh yeah. Uh, at, in its time. Um, and it's a significant episode of Star Trek. I mean, it's a it's a big yeah. milestone moment in the in Voyager and in Trek overall. I think so. That was yeah. a, that was a really tough cut. Um, yeah. Anything stand out to you? Just kind of looking at the full list, just kind of popping out at you is um, worthy of discussion. 
Yeah, the, the jellyfish ship I didn't want to go with because I had mentioned that. Yeah, I like, I really do like that ship. Um, and it's a really, like, iconic and memorable ship. It's cool. I like the, the rotational aspect of it. But, um, yeah, that was probably, that's probably maybe in my top ten for sure. Um, yeah, all good things. Uh, AKA Mamel's dropping. Yeah, her list uh, is. Pretty good ships. Yep. We have uh, mentioned that she gave a lot of thought to the Narada. Didn't think of the Prometheus, yeah. and that's a good choice. Uh, the Devor Imperial Vessel from Counterpoint, which you mentioned as a I love mention. that ship. It's a, it's a yeah. That's a that's a that's a very cool design. Really um, imposing. Great episode. Yeah, it comes menace. From, yeah. 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 Uh, a Kelvin timeline choice with the USS Vengeance from Into Darkness. The fact oh, that the most yeah. ship in the fleet and can be operated by one person is insane. That's yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot about that. Too. Uh, I gave it some thought. It was one that uh, I, I, there there are things mm-hmm. in Into Darkness. Uh, th- that I really like with with the vengeance uh, that that yeah. shot the visual effect shot of the vengeance kind of catching up to the Enterprise and warp yeah. uh, is is a is a memorable moment for that movie. Uh, mm-hmm. The three nacelle Enterprise D from All Good Things is really cool. Yeah. Yep. The the it's technically a one off, but is is the technically the same ship, but it's technically a one off. Yeah, that's that's cool. Yeah. Uh, the Shinzon Scimitar from Nemesis Uh, Mm. you know the next gen crew is going to have their hands full with it because of the score when it's introduced for sure yeah the Scimitar is imposing too it's another big big bad um, from the movies Uh, and the Breen Warship from DS9 Season 7 oh yeah uh, which we get to see in uh, some of the battle sequences in that late run of uh, DS9 uh, and yeah, the Dominion War. There are some cool uh, designs that you could go with uh, from the different different species that I think yeah. you could call maybe one-offs as well. Um, yeah, and that that is a cool cool deep cut choice. Yeah. Um, yes. Uh, what else on this list? Anything else stand out to me? Uh, a few other things. A few other ships that I feel like are worth mentioning. Sure. The, um, Romulan uh, like drone ship from Enterprise. Uh, I just really think of that oh, as yeah. like a little flea, little annoying thing. Yeah. I really, I really like that. Um, Didn't think of it. That's a great choice. Yeah. Um, but I like that ship because it feels like something that would come out of the Romulan Empire. Like I feel like it does kind of right up their alley. Um. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was was it Friendship One or something like that from Voyager as well. Mm-hmm. Um, it's an old probe. That was a old probe, uh, older looking, kind of similar to the uh, Phoenix in that way. But yep. um, I liked uh, from Voyager uh, a design aesthetic that I'm not typically huge on and I, I guess you could call it a one-off it's it's almost I don't even know what it is what would actually be categorized uh, I was one of the episodes that the, the Delta Flyers podcast talked about in like recent weeks was Barauders the sort of uh, Seska Chakotay uh, oh, yeah. drama um, and yeah. there, that episode opens very early on there's a big battle sequence with the Kazon and the Kazon used this mm-hmm. like I think they might call it like a raptor or something they they it, it, it 
it, Kamikaze's the the target, so Voyager breaches the hull, and out come Kazon dudes to, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's cool. It's kind of like the, um, like the hive. A lot those hive yeah, ships. Exactly. Similar uh, concept. Yeah. Yeah. They breach the hull, and out come the the guys uh, to yeah. to kind of invade the ship, and that that was a unique idea at the time and different and scary. Uh, I, I always remember the Kazon ship kind of like targeting its phasers very pinpointly at a point yeah. so that this little ship could fly through a breach in the shields and then hit the hull and uh, yeah. board Voyager. Uh, that's that's a cool idea. Different uh, predates the more like you know big example of that, which would be in Beyond in a movie uh, with the same yeah. kind of idea. Uh, so that's that's like a deeper cut, and I really like the Voth city ship, the huge uh, Voth ship in yeah. Distant Origin. That's another like really yeah. big design where Voyager like gets beamed into it, and it's, it's just kind of floating in the middle of this ginormous yeah. ship where like this entire society basically lives. Uh, that yeah. impressed me back in the day, and has always remained uh, kind of a cool idea. And I feel like we have yeah. like a good mix of that. We have. Stuff like the Narada and and um, which now that I think about it, it's almost like a rebranded uh, Doomsday Machine a little bit, but sort of yeah yeah. And the Doomsday <laughs> Machine Planet Killer, these ginormous, huge things. But then we have yeah. the Bajoran Solar Sailor, which is like the smallest, most simple. <laughs> yeah. Like we didn't just go with the big we got heads. The range. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Yeah, mix. I think we did a good job of mixing in, you know, the one-off Federation designs uh, and the different alien species uh, kinds of kinds of ideas as well. It's not just yeah. uh, Starfleet ships. I'm glad we were able to both do that. Um, the Starfleet ships that we have on our actual lists are not overlapping. I have the Franklin and the Titan. You have the Prometheus. Um, Neither one of us picked the Equinox. We both guessed the Equinox, but it didn't make either of our lists. Yeah, I know. I noticed that. That was funny. Yeah. Uh, I do really like that ship, uh, the Nova class. Um, it's kind of small and compact, and I think that would be definitely a kind of a progression that you'd see in Starfleet. Um, so, yeah, I like it. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, this was a fun topic. I... Um, I really want to do maybe do put it under each show under the microscope because uh, I feel like there's a, there's a lot uh, to kind of talk about now that we've kind of um, opened this can of worms of talking about one off ships. Um, but something that came to mind was one off, uh, like not not ships, but maybe like locations. Like the um, this is just an example, but from the episode uh, Thirty Days from Voyager, there's that kind of cool like underwater it's not a ship uh but it's like a uh what they have to go down to fix Mm -hmm. um so things like that i think would be fun to kind of talk about yeah Uh, but yeah there's definitely lots of different offshoots from this you could get more uh you, you do environments places to go kind of kind of things instead of ships you could you could do instead of boiling down to like hero ships recurring ships one off ships you could do ships that originated in TOS and ships that originated in Discovery yeah. or Voyager yeah. and it could be anything that you see many times or once or all the time mm-hmm. Uh, but just kind of think about yeah. that show and the things that you see in that show, uh, or at least began in that show. Um, they were designed for that show. Uh, yeah. 
it might be a I would I would maybe like to look at like ships from New Trek like just kind of put Picard and Discovery into a box and think about the different things that we see and some of those shows uh, I think Discovery has featured um you know, it's certainly not everybody's taste. Some of those design aesthetics with like the Klingon stuff, and thinking of yeah. a, a couple of different things that have popped up over the course of of that show, the three seasons now of that show. Now that we're into season three, there's all kinds of new stuff that's kind of emerging. Yeah. Uh, so down the road, maybe once there's a little bit more to look at, I think that would be cool to look, uh, you know, yeah. to, to dive into. Um, yeah. And I continue to really like this guess each other's uh, format. I think it's a it's such a different way to do it. It adds a different spin. It's not just a matter of you know I kind of sit there and come up with a, a top five list, which I love. There, the Trek ranks is probably my favorite podcast. I mean, I, I do top. I've been doing top five, top tens, top rankings my whole life, pretty much. Yeah. So, I, but but I like the added wrinkle of not just doing my own, but. Um, thinking about what you might do too uh, that that's something that I've really enjoyed doing and I want to continue to um, you know find ways to, to use this concept to look at things we love from Star Trek um, anything else? nope I think I'll do it um, yeah okay I think we'll wrap it up there. Uh, A.K.A. Mamel, thank you very much for not only hanging with us, but contributing your list. Um, always appreciate that. Um, anybody else who's watching on Periscope, definitely appreciate you taking the time to do that. Uh, this will be available on YouTube, as it always is, on Tuesday at around 6 p.m. Eastern time. This will pop up there and be a part of our um, ensemble of episodes on the YouTube channel. Uh, so we would encourage you to go check that out. If you're watching us on Periscope now, go over go over to YouTube, search Trek Live. You're going to find a whole slew of episodes going back a few years now. Similar topics to this, many, many guess each other's. We did... What have we done yeah. on Guess Each Other's? We've guessed each other's favorite new Trek episodes, so we bunched all Discovery, Picard, Bridges, non bridges, uh, uniforms, yeah, uniforms, captains. Uh, captains, yeah, all good stuff. Yeah, if you if you enjoyed yeah. this or have been following along these last few weeks with uh, the, the the ship uh, shows uh, with this with this concept, you, you can find many more like it over on the YouTube page. Um, yeah. And lastly, you can join our Discord server uh, as well if you're interested in interacting with like-minded, positive Star Trek fans. Uh, Nice little tight-knit community. We occasionally have, we call them Trek After Darks, uh, where we'll have not broadcasted uh, for, for this or for YouTube, but private, like... Uh, member discussions on video or on audio, whatever you prefer, just typing, where everybody watches episodes together that's in the server uh, and hanging out. Uh, we'll play trivia. We'll, we'll just kind of casually talk Star Trek. If you're a Discord user or you're interested in becoming one, you can send me a DM on Twitter at TrekFan4387. I'll send you the link. I'll give you instructions. I'll, I'll walk you through it, get you comfortable with it. Um, and it's uh, a neat way to in a more personal way than say Twitter or uh, some other social media options out there, get to know some folks yep. who uh, love the same yep. things you do. So let me know if you're interested in that. Yep. So yeah, there's this bunch of ways to stay connected. Uh, if you're uh, kind of on the go, uh, we definitely do have the, um, this will be up on the podcast feed as well. Uh, but I will say that the best way to, um, 
you know, enjoy the show and be a part of it is is to come here live and then uh, be like AKA Mammal and um, post your list and, and kind of guide the discussion with us. So. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah, we definitely love to have people here for the live show, but we're totally conscious of the fact that the, the time slot doesn't work for everybody. It's it's early in the morning yeah. for some folks. Uh, yep. It's 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 not always convenient, but we do want to try to make it available in as many ways as possible. And now that the podcast feeds up and running, uh, it's always a good good way to catch up on on what we're doing mm-hmm. here. So, uh, again, appreciate everybody who watched, listened live repeat whatever however you found it uh thank you very much we'll probably be we're not going to be back next week we're going to take next weekend off uh, with the thanksgiving holiday um but we mm-hmm. will be back uh the week after uh, first weekend in december uh to for more trek live and for core setting on saturday mornings talking about new episodes of trek uh quick reactions reviews recaps of mm-hmm. our initial reactions to uh, the new stuff as it comes out so stay tuned on twitter uh for announcements for when they'll happen and what we're talking about and we'll see you then yep thanks for watching everyone thanks everybody hey this is trek live dan again like i said before the discussion does not have to stop here come over to our twitter facebook and our discord channel to keep the star trek discussion alive see you guys next time